0: You're listening to Sex in Iceland with me, your host, Sikaduk, an Icelandic sexologist. So, after a long hiatus, uh oh, oh, please start. Okay, so I won't be late. Yeah, sexual healing, yeah, that might be an appropriate song to start the show. So anyways, I know I've been gone a while, but I haven't been lost or anything. Oh, stop your beeping. Damn, annoyed car. Or paranoid car, I should say. Yeah, anyway, so I always have to buckle in my, um, my bag, because it's always so heavy. And it starts peeping as soon as I put the bag in the seat next to me and t- take off, blast off. Anyway. So here's what's been going on. I went on a trip to Stockholm and I went on a trip to London. Um, I was, I think, I thought I had done something about the Stockholm trip, but apparently I never posted it or I never finished the episode. So I don't know if I'm going to edit it and put it in here, but, or I might just do a slight recap. Okay, so the... um, The thing with Stockholm is I was helping my friend who was divorcing. I was helping her move house and renovate her new house. I am not a carpenter by trade or by any novice standards either. So it was very interesting to see us three gals who have never, I think, picked up a paintbrush trying to renovate this apartment. And this one um, girl who visited us, she was like, oh, I love renovating and doing demos and I'm like oh my god I mean I've watched those shows those renovation shows and I'm always like oh it's such a bother it's such a hassle and and there's always some element of surprise that isn't you know a happy surprise or anything it's always just like oh yeah so can't be bothered with it but we did it and we pulled it through I didn't get to see a lot of Stockholm, but I did meet with RFSU. And uh, yeah, and I think I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. So, what I wanted to talk about in fresh news, because this is from, okay, I was in Stockholm a few weeks ago. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is what are we, sex educators and sexologists and sex positive people who are trying to educate the people around us going to do about the ban on social media. I am not kidding. So, I mean, I often get restricted both on Facebook and on Instagram. This is nothing new. But, um, and I've, I've tried various versions of what will get me like kicked out or freezed out or silenced or shadow banned and I can totally tell I mean some people I'm following on Instagram who have tens of thousands of followers or maybe only getting like two three four hundred likes on their photos and that tells me there's some serious censorship going on so um, last weekend I posted that I found my first grey pubic hair. I thought it was hilarious! So I was getting out of the shower and I was about to trim my little bush, well it's not little but, you know, bush, always makes me think of um, the band Glycerin and that hot Gavin Rossdale, you know? But that's another story as well so anyways here I was about to trim it and then I saw this long protruding gray like white hair it was kind of a Gandalf moment no longer like it was not Gandalf the gray I was Gandalf the white I was like where did you come from because it felt like it had just like popped out over, over the course of one night it's like Here I am in my 10 centimeter greatness Because it was so long It was like totally longer It was, yeah, it was, I I think longer than the other hairs Because it was like sticking out of there White, pointing at me and being like Ha ha, ha 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 you are now turning gray lady. Like I, I know my head is turning gray, but this was just something that I haven't, I hadn't even thought about. I was not like, I wonder when my pubes turned gray to me. That was like something that would happen in your seventies. Am I right? I'm in my thirties. So I'm like, what are you lady bits telling me down there? Are you telling me that, um, you need more action? Are you telling me that you're tired and becoming old and wrinkly I don't know like I don't know or is it like hello superpower we're turning you white we are reminding you that you should trim your bush more often and maybe that you should start getting bikini waxes again maybe removal of hair I don't know at least I know like I've been dyeing my hair on top um also just because I I enjoy the like just the variety of me, like having different hair color, is something that I'm like, woohoo, fun. But dying down there, mm, I don't think so. Also, dying and dying, it's like, it sounds the same. So, I don't want to dye anything because I don't want anything to dye. Get what I'm saying? So I'd rather just have it gray, which would be kind of cool, you know, have like completely dark hair on top and then gray on bottom, you know, when the covers don't match the shade or something. What What is that saying? The covers don't match. Oh, I don't remember the saying, but I remember the saying. It's It goes something like that. Um, so, yo, so it's there and I, I trimmed around it, but it's just still there and sticking out. Um, Oh, I can post this photo on SoundCloud. Of course I can. Perfect. So it was taken down on Instagram. But it also got me thinking. I started thinking about like your relationship with your body and body hair and how your relationship changes as you age or mature, you know, either or and or. Um, And I was thinking about like your, if you think about it, like the story of your first pube. Do you remember being like a young child and looking at other bodies? Uh, well, here in Iceland you would do that because we go swimming with and um, there are communal... Not not communal, that sounds like it's everybody together. They are gender segregated, but uh, yeah, I guess communal is the right word. But it's like a big shower area where everybody undresses in front of one another and then everybody showers together without their bathing suit. I, I've talked about this, I think, quite a bit. So everybody showers together and you see all these different kinds of bodies and boobs and volvos, yeah Hairless and trimmed and shaved and waxed and fully bushed and grey and, you know Every age and um, variety that you actually can imagine, you can see when you're in the shower And you know that this, like when you're a young child, you know that this is in your future You know that the future holds body hair in store for you Regardless of what genitals you have, you know that they will sprout hair. And you, you're kind of wondering, like, ooh, when will puberty hit? Because this is kind of like one of those first signs of puberty. Like um, acne might be a sign as well. But I think definitely getting some on um, pubic hair, you're like, woohoo it started oh yeah I'm on the choo-choo puberty train to puberty town and it's gonna be awesome or you know probably nobody thinks puberty is awesome but I was still trying to pitch that story so you're waiting and waiting for that first hair and you're wondering how is it gonna feel and where is it gonna be and how long is it gonna be and you know does it hurt or will it Bother me, or what will the other girls say, or what will the what, have the guys started sprouted hair? Will have the guys sprouted hair before me, or something like that? Some crazy stuff like that. But um, I remember um, my friends, they they well my best friend she got her hair before me, and um, she got a lot of it, like a thick bush, and I was like, damn. And she had underarm hair as well, like armpit hair, at I was just smooth as a baby's behind. It wasn't until many years later that I actually realized that that might actually be a a blessing more than a a curse. But that's another story as well. But so there I was, um, admiring her full bush and and being like Seymour in um, Little Shop of Horrors. Like, please grow for me. And then they started sprouting one by one. And I was like, woohoo finally I turned it into a woman well of course nothing was happening in the chest area and I was not bleeding Uh, I hadn't menstruated but hair was there oh yeah I was on the way to puberty town and then I remember you know fully hitting puberty and like you you have your um, you have your monthly period and you know you have body odor and you have smegma and you have your gentle hair and your armpit hair and acne and braces and the annoyance that is to be a teenager so I remember us girls talking about it and they're like okay so guys wanted shave it off I'm like what wait what well, we just got our full bush. Isn't that something to be proud of? And they were like, mm, I trim mine with scissors. And I was like, what? Wait, hold the front door. Why would you put scissors near your vulva? That sounds crazy to me. And they, they were talking about, they're like, yeah, but guys prefer like, uh, a very short bush or like no bush at all and I'm like but why I thought the bush was hot and they're like mm-mm, mm-mm, no it isn't so you got to take it off and I was like what it's like I can't uh, what, I, I don't even I can't even think about starting to trim my own hair like a scissor no they were like you're going to shave it and i was like oh my lord are you serious i cannot even remember to shave my legs and my armpits and you guys keep remem- reminding me i can't even remember to pluck my eyebrows and i have to shave my vulva god it's such an effort to be a lady so there we went they were like so you have to use a clean fresh razor and i'm like i don't i don't i don't even use i don't even have and they're like your own razor and i'm like i don't even have my own razor i use you know, whatever razor's in the shower. And they were like, ew, that's gross. So I had to, you know, use my own money to go and buy a razor. And I remember I was like so scared that I would cut something or do it like not properly or do like misunderstand something. And, and they were like, it's very important not to take everything off because if you take everything off, that's like a baby and nobody wants to be like a baby. So to be like a proper full grown lady, you have to leave a landing strip. And I'm like, landing strip? Nobody's landing on top of my vulva. That's a grave misunderstanding. And they were like, it's a landing strip. It's a little thin line. And one of my friends actually pulled down her pants and was like, this, this is what we're talking about. This is what you have to do. And if your hairs are super long, you should trim that landing strip as well. And I'm like, oh my God, it's such effort can't be bothered but I did it because you know I was a teen and I was heavily influenced by peer pressure and I didn't want to be um you know the way that they talked I didn't want to be the one that had like a full bush and was like dirty in some way or like I I wanted to be in the know and be sexy and be like a sex kitten especially because all of us had steady boyfriends and we're in long-term relationships and we're having a lot of sex at the time So off the hairs went, and it stayed that way for many, many years. I remember when I discovered um, Brazilian waxing, and I was like, goodbye razor, I will never see you again. Well, I still had other hair that I removed, but I just remember being like, I'm never shaving you again. From here on out, it's just waxing. And, I mean, even, because I was a student in the university, this was during my university days, I was a student in the university and I was so freaking broke, but I would save up to get professionally Brazilian waxed, even if I, like, wasn't seeing anybody. Like, how crazy was that? So I was basically getting Brazilian getting a Brazilian wax for my friends who I met when we were going swimming but it's not like they were going to go down on me or I was going to go down on them but it was still like a matter of keeping up appearances which is so crazy to me so crazy but I did it and i remember being so broke that i was like okay i have to figure out how to do this myself and i remember sitting on my bathroom floor totally legs spread out and applying this wax which was like this wax that had been advertised on tv it was like an australian wax or something that was supposed to be so natural that you could eat it it was it was a friend's moment i have to say it was a friend's moment and I remember applying it to my um, bikini area. Bikini area, it's weird, you know, my crotch. And then, I don't know, I was rushing it and I didn't read the instructions properly and it just stuck and it pulled and it was just, oh my lord, it, it hurt. But it did manage to get the hairs off, but I mean, I was left a little bruised. And I was like, ugh, what kind of life am I living when I'm sitting here on my bathroom floor, listening to Beyonce and pulling out every last strand of genital hair? Like, this cannot be what feminism is about or what it is to be a woman. Like, this can't be it. And I remember when I was traveling through Zanzibar, I was like, oh, I need to get waxed so bad. Like, who cares, really? But I found this lady who was like, yeah, it's, I will bikini wax you. Can't do her accent, you know. But, and she did. And I don't know what the hell she used. I was all blue and purple and bruised. And my partner was like, what the hell just happened? Like, you're never getting Brazilian waxed again in this part of the world. Or at least not with that woman. And, um, yeah, you don't want to look down there. She was all beaten and bruised. Mm -hmm. It wasn't pretty. So, I think quickly after that, I stopped waxing. Yeah, I think so. I think, like, when I was in a steady relationship, talking about marriage, and being a very, very broke sexology student in Curtin University in Australia, like I didn't have the means to um, get waxed because I mean we we only had money to buy cheese like once a month so we had to scrap every single penny that we had and save it and after that and especially I think after be- being pregnant yeah after becoming pregnant I was just like nah I am leaving it a natural baby. If you want to be their hairs, I will let you be free, like the beautiful weed in my garden, multiply and have fun and prosper. And they did. I was actually kind of amazed how thick the bush still was and how many curls could actually fit on that one spot. So I've kind of just been like la di da, you know. I might trim it from time to time, especially if it kind of bothers me. Um, but other than that, I've just like nah can't be bothered it's there it's fine it doesn't annoy me but I don't know um now that I'm done having kids no more kids for me I have all my three children out of the vulva and out of my body I'm kind of going huh should I do another bikini wax like should, like what would it be like now because I haven't had one for I don't know a good 10 11 years What would it be to have one now? Like how would my vulva feel different? Would it feel different or would it just be like, I know this sensation. One thing I'll be clear about though, if you get a Brazilian wax, they usually wax your asshole. That to me is a no thank you, ma'am. I don't care if there's hair sprouting there, it doesn't bother me and there's not that much of it. It's not an hindrance. So that's where I kind of draw the line. And sometimes, you know, they're really sensitive but plucking every last strand of hair from the labia and I'm like, calm down, you know, you can have the odd hair, don't care. It's not a close up photo shoot, it's fine. But I actually did think about maybe um, photographing if I did have another Brazilian wax, which I think I probably will just, just you know, to know just like this it's is it a still thing Is it still something for me is this a new era am i approaching my 40s and i'm like i will be hair free before you start turning white and dropping on me i will be here hair- i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll have to see but i think i will document it in photographs uh, what will i do with those photographs i am not quite sure but at least you know i am thinking about it But so, yeah, this was the story of my pubic hair. I hope you greatly enjoyed it and started thinking about your own story of pubic hair. And if you think about it, I mean, if you've ever gone down on another person, a pubic pubic hair, you know, the presence of pubic hair can certainly be, I'm not going to say a hindrance, but it can have an effect you know and some people prefer hairless genitals I don't think that you know hair is a hindrance for sex it's not like oh there's hair down there there's no sex to be had you know it doesn't close up the vulva or anything it's not dangerous and it's not you know doesn't hurt your eyes or hurt your fingers and doesn't cause scars it's just soft hair you know but I think we all have a certain kind of preference for the genitals depending on maybe our mood you know sometimes we might be in the mood for hairless genitals sometimes we're really diving into the genitals and we're like hair I don't care or oh it would be nice if it would it were trimmed a little bit so it wouldn't get tangled in my mouth I don't know you know we have different preferences some don't care some find it sexy some it's just a matter of taste that day or uh, dependent on a partner I don't know but before I leave you this episode I think we need to think about the censorship thing what are we going to do are we going to create our own social media platform and how are we going to get people onto that like they were saying with tumblr but you know I don't know if it, it doesn't exactly work the same way and engage people in the same way so and I see that some sex educators and sexologists are going to like Patron and doing newsletters but i don't know like i i need some guidance here because i mean i have a lot of followers on facebook well not a lot compared to some but a lot compared to others and i mean a few thousand on instagram what like how do i just do i just vanish um, do they just shut me up and make me invisible and then what happens? Because I still get these emails, as do I think most sex educators. I still get these emails. Hi, my parents said the masturbation was really bad, and I'm really ashamed. And I'm interested in BDSM. Is that okay? I'm so worried that I'm raw, that I'm you know that I'm into violence or that I'm a violent person. I'm so ashamed of myself. You know, we ha- get all these questions all the time. And what happens when we can't push out educational material? in a way that, has, that is frank and honest and not dumbing it down or pleasing to some corporate out there in the big old world. It's a scary time. It really is. So, I mean, I don't know. I use my website because I can use that as much as I want. But how are you going to find out about the website, which is my name, sigatog.com, dot gcom Um, like how are you gonna find out about stuff? Are you, are are we, are we pushing back like 20 years ago when you had to visit all these various websites? I mean, I don't know. So gotta think about this, gotta think about it. This concludes this week's episode of Sex in Iceland. You can find us wherever you want to listen to your podcast and on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and on S-I-G-G-A-D-O-G-G dot com. That's sickaduck dot com. See you guys later.